0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Redett, lead NWSL writer. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL broadcaster and analyst. On today's episode, we have a special guest interview for our listeners today. But first, a quick reminder on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter for all updates at Attacking Third. You can watch us as videos, uh, too, at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And be sure to subscribe so that you never miss our exclusive interviews or whenever we go live. So today's guest is former midfielder for the Portland Thorns and now assistant coach for the reigning NWSL champions, Washington Spirit, Angela Salem. Angela, welcome back to the show, I should say.
2: Yes, thank you. I know I love my time with you guys last time and I feel <laughs> honored to have more time with you guys. <laughs> we
1: were we were chatting a little bit with you off mic. We we're saying, oh, actually, this is not your first time on the show. Like we chatted with you as the Thorns were uh, starting their playoff run. And uh, now we get to have you back onto the show in a little bit of a new role. So congratulations are in order. Congratulations on uh, becoming the assistant coach of the Washington spirit. Now that the news is out there, let's just sort of like maybe get some reaction. How are you feeling in the, in the space here as a coach now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's just been a lot to process. Um, I'm really excited about the role. Um, When I had retired, I had a few teams like reach out to me with some interest. And I, to be honest, I had said no during that time because I did not feel ready (laughs) to, jump back into the league and i had just retired um so i was just trying to process that piece as well um but after some time you know i felt like it was a really cool opportunity and something that i really wanted to pursue so i feel really excited about it and i'm looking forward to joining the team here soon
3: Angela, I had the pleasure to speak with head coach Chris Ward of Washington Spirit about you and and having you being brought on to his coaching staff. Um, He told me that he saw the announcement for retirement and waited only about 90 minutes and then had to get in touch with you. He was like, I knew I wanted to bring on someone in this capacity. So for you, you kind of just gave us a glimpse of that process. Um, Kind of walk us through that process. And then why did you ultimately change your mind, especially if multiple people were reaching out, which they should, what a great candidate.
2: Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, I felt really like, you know, flattered just to have teams reach out with interest and uh, and like consider me in, in such a like really cool role. Um, yeah, Chris did reach out to me pretty quickly. Um, and I have some friends who know him personally, um, so I kind of had a heads up that he might be contacting me. So that was kind of nice just so that I could prepare myself because it really wasn't something that like crossed my mind at all um, once I announced my retirement. Um, and yeah, just at that time, I just felt like I part of retiring was getting a break from um, just traveling and uh, yeah, having a chaotic schedule and I wanted some normalcy and So at that time I told him I wasn't really, you know, ready to make that decision, but I think he gave me a few days and then reached back out again (laughs) and then, (laughs) and then he, um, and then I met with a few people in the organization just to hear what they had to say. And then, um, kind of from there that really, um, just kind of inspired me to kind of look into it more deeply and then ultimately, um, chose to, to go there
1: when uh, we were talking a little bit off mic and, and you chatted a little bit about it now, about getting ready to, to head on over and, and link up with the team. When, when you actually report for duty, right. For coaching duty for the spirit and head on over to DC uh, they're going to be getting, you know, in, in preparations for more challenge cup action. Uh, when are you going to be heading out there? Where we see you on the sidelines.
2: Yeah. um, So I actually head out there um, this week. a few days and so i'll see a game live and then i head out there i think officially the weekend of april 9th um i would have liked it and i know they would have probably liked it to be a little bit sooner but um i'm actually and i have a job currently and so just trying to transition some clients that i work with um properly and making sure everything goes smoothly here before i go there so it looks like the the date Officially for like this season will be April 9th.
3: So you mentioned that you didn't really know head coach Chris Ward that well, but you had friends that knew him and, and you had some conversations with him. What kind of have you learned about him as a coach as he's now NWSL fans and and players are kind of starting to learn more about him as he's considered a little bit of a veteran in the coaching landscape for this season. So what have you learned about him as a coach?
2: Yeah. Um, he definitely is a coach that's very, um, like player focused, like relational, um, cares about the whole being like whole human being, not just someone who's like focused on soccer and results. And that's something that I felt like I really aligned with like value wise, which I really enjoyed having that conversation with him because, um, not only does he have goals, you know, for his players to succeed. Um, you know, on the field, but he also wants to make sure he's the time to get to know his players. making sure that he's providing whatever you know support that the players need. Um, and also acknowledges, you know, this is a step up from him too. Like he's in a head coaching role and is excited for you know a new opportunity. He has a crazy work ethic, like always clipping films and. I don't know if he sleeps very much. I'm not sure if many head coaches in the league do, to be honest, but um, yeah, he's just passionate and excited and, um, and it, him and Lee are also like a really cool team. Cause I got to see how they operated for a weekend also. So it's just, it's really exciting for me to be a part of that, to learn from that. And I know the players really enjoy, um, you know, him and his approach as well.
3: Now that you've had chances to kind of speak with him about what he's expecting from you and you understand a little bit more of his coaching style, what kind of coach do you want to be? What kind of role are you going to have with the spirit?
2: Um, I think that will continue to develop while I'm there too, just to see like what I'm comfortable with and maybe what areas of strength that I have and how can I, I mean, my focus going is, is one, like how can I complement. Lee and Chris, because they've been there, they have the rapport established, they have their own foundation going. So how can I kind of just fill in the gaps um, and support them in whatever the way they want? And then in terms of working with the players, um, just kind of providing like a mentorship role or kind of a veteran role with different perspective and experience. And then kind of bringing in my own soccer knowledge um, just through, because I've coached, obviously not at this level, but um, do have a coaching background. So just seeing how um, my coaching style can fit with them and provide that support, however they need. So really my main goal is just because I am going in Lays, like how can I kind of mesh well from the beginning and support players? I do want to connect with them individually just to see what they need and how can I help them achieve their goals? Um, and yeah. And go from there.
1: Kind of a little bit about this already, but you know, you're, you're going into this role as someone who has played against these players. Like it's something that's happening very, very quickly, right? Going from 2021 uh, last year to now heading into 2022, uh, but this time as a coach and you've chatted a little bit about this, but you mentioning working with players specifically, is there any area that you are looking forward to the most, like something that you're looking forward to, whether it's a learning experience on the coaching side or whether it's like just staying in the league in a different role, what What are some of the areas that maybe you're looking forward to the most coming up?
2: Yeah, I think, um, well, one of my like passions through coaching and then obviously with the counseling background is just like team culture and building a positive environment, um, kind of really honing into the team values and how players align with those. Because um, I think the culture, from my experience, has been it pretty much translates to on the field. Um, sorry, there's people walking. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so just the culture piece, hopefully, providing like a positive and safe environment. Um, something else that I'm really looking forward to is just being able to connect with players individually, because I do know, especially as the season goes on, head coaches tend to focus on like the team and like, it's all the bigger picture. And sometimes individuals get lost in that. And I think, um, I tend to pick up on that pretty quickly, especially as a player. That was, I think one of my strengths, just being able to connect with teammates. Um, but then just exciting, like to learn how, I don't actually I haven't really played with many of these spirit players, which is really exciting for me because I feel like I've played with a lot of different players. So just kind of learning how they like to be pushed um, because everyone responds differently. So just learning like how I can approach them, how I can push them to achieve their goals. um, And yeah, and just learn how to operate in a team environment from like a coaching standpoint.
3: It's a pretty cool dynamic to be able to going, uh, playing against them and now working with them and helping develop them as players. And this is a huge part of your next career step and, and obviously what we are here to talk about, but I don't want to skim past the fact that you had an incredible career as a player and then retired. So can I ask how, how the decision to retire kind of came about and how you kind of chose to do it in the manner that you did and when you did?
2: Yeah. Um, so I um pretty much went into this last season like knowing I was gonna retire. Um, because I was gonna retire last off season. Like I had a job and I was ready to kinda uh, hang them up. But Mark and the Thorns organization had convinced me to come back for a year and I after thinking about it, I did think about um how I didn't really have like a full season in Portland. It was like I was in and out with grad school and then it was, I tore my ACL and then COVID year. So I was like, all right, I'll give it like one full year to like give it my all. So, and then at the end of the season, I just felt really content with everything that had happened. I couldn't have asked for like a better way to end. I feel like, I mean, I would have loved to win a championship. That was something I never achieved but um individually and as a team like what we accomplished was something that was truly awesome to be a part of um and I feel just like grateful to have that kind of peace I don't regret retiring I feel like it was the right decision and, and yeah so and I just found out I had a t- I have a tear in my foot from the season so I'm like even if I wow. wanted to play like I don't know I would have gotten into preseason not have been able to play because I need to get a shot now and if that doesn't work I need to get some oh, surgery so
1: there wow. we go. I think it. 12 years took its toll. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you put it like that, I guess 12 years does take its toll. Yeah. You know, um, wow. something that we were doing in the preseason phase of the NWSL season is uh, we were chatting with a lot of different players. We challenged ourselves with. Uh, the concept of like, what if we did a, a team preview for every single club that's coming in So we did like twelve team previews. But it was really cool because as preseason got announced, another really huge announcement came with the historic ratifying of the new CBA, right? And you mentioned it. You were in the you were playing for twelve years. A good chunk of those were in NWSL, right. So I thought it would be a good idea to to maybe get your thoughts on this, because what we were doing within these previews is we had a player from every single one of these teams that we were talking to. And we got to talk to all different kinds of players to get their perspectives of this. So, so for someone like you, what was that like to sort of, you know, witness that, that moment sort of be on the end of seeing like, wow, this finally like came to life, even though you are someone who has, been in the league for, uh, had been in the league for a long time as a player, and probably have your own personal experiences, right, to sort of pinpoint. But then to sort of see this happen and say, I'm, I'm riding out, I'm sort of making an exit. What were some of your thought process behind that, and how do you feel about this new CBA that's finally in place?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, the CBA just also like being a player up last year and like witnessing all the hard work that everyone put in behind the scenes. Um, and Megan Burke and all of the like staff and Tori and Emily and all of these people that really stepped up. I mean, it was truly just incredible from that standpoint to watch how players in the league really came together um, to, you know, try and help players and make a big difference. And then when it finally went through, because there was times when it was like, is this, is this going to happen? You know, all these people are putting in so much work and this should be the minimum standards especially after so long in this league. And then to see it actually happen, um, I like seriously wanted to cry because it's like after a player that you've been in the league for so long and you've always wanted changes to happen. And then all of the stuff that happened last year off the field, like with the coaches and it was just horrible. And you felt like, where's this league going? And then to have that go through to create a vision for the next five years for players to feel more safe to have better player standards, mental health, maternity leave. I mean, there's just so many awesome things that should have happened a while ago. And um, I'm just really happy that players now and moving forward are going to have that kind of safety and protection.
1: Yeah. I love that. That was something that we were chatting with so many players when we were doing all of our our previous. So, thank you for uh, sharing a little bit of your perspectives on that for us. We also want to um, just thank you in general for for joining us. I know it's been a very chaotic, um, probably process, right? Going through the process of going from uh, ending your career as a professional player, going through retirement, and then getting reached out to as a coach, and then all of this stuff happens very very quickly. So, we want to thank you for for joining us and sharing some time with us and sharing a little bit of the process. Uh, we also want to thank our listeners, so thanks, everybody, for joining along. Follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available with video. Subscribe to us. Visit YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And we'll be back with a Challenge Cup preview for you all, so stay tuned. For Sandra Rere, Lisa Roman, and Angela Taylor. this was Attacking Third.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.